out of our uh, church family on vacation this week, we'd be lifting him up. And, uh, you know, I tell you, as I was thinking about the message this week and things that God had been unfolding, uh, just watching the news and praying and looking and all types of things. And what the Lord showed me was this, the, the things of the world can really get a grip on us sometimes, right? Can really get a grip on us. And what I want to do, I want to talk about a few of the things that the, the world can get a grip on us. And then we're going to transition in to what it means to be gripped by the love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Does that sound okay? Good deal. Well, in today's world, there's always something competing for our time. Always something looking for our focus, you know. And if we just take a few minutes, we probably could think over the last week what had really consumed us maybe. You know, and some of those things are important, but some of them really don't bring forth any eternal dividends, do they? Some of the things that we look at at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, we go, man, did I really invest that type of time in that? Did I really just uh, really get all, uh, all up in arms over that? Or do we really take the time to be gripped by something so much more? So we talk about some of the things that can get a hold of us in the world. And I want to just name a few. Uh, some of the negative things. Some of them could be jealousy, fear, insecurity, maybe Unforgiveness. Maybe it's a love of money. Maybe it's an addiction in the family or something. Or maybe it's even pride. But here's an important fact I want you guys to grab hold of. You're taking notes. See, whatever we allow to grip our hearts tends to set the pace and the priorities of our life. It will, it will tend to draw you in. And you will, before you know it, you will be in the grip of that thing. Okay? So we want to make sure that when we talk about some stuff today, that we're talking about the things that we want to make in our life to, to see, to make a difference. Um, we can reveal a couple of these things right here so that when we get gripped by the things that are on our sheet here and we get a grip on them and our hearts, we're going to see that we have victory to walk in with the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's focus on a couple of the positive things about grasping the gospel. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Now our scripture for today is up on the board. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles in case the Lord wants to speak something else to you. And uh, also always take a few notes as we go. So everybody should have everything. We're going to jump right in. I'm going to share this verse with you. It's Romans 1.16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Now, you know, when we look at this, I want to break this down a little bit. We talk to a lot of people throughout the week, and I tell you, it's always a timely thing when God puts people in your path. Don't think you just met somebody for no reason. Don't think you're just here that you just happened by because I believe that it's a divine connection. It's just a spiritual appointment. Amen. So come in with your hearts open, your ears open and be ready to receive what God has for us. Well, if you look at your sheet, the first thing I want to talk about is being gripped by the gospel. Well, if we talk about that, what is the gospel? We use that word a lot in church, but maybe outside the church walls, people are not that familiar with it. I want to break that down for you a little bit. Here we go. Here's the definition. It is the good news that we have forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ that died for our sins and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to scripture. It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Now I want you to think about this. Our heart needs to be gripped by the truth and the power of the gospel so that the Holy Spirit can transform our lives into what God wants it to be. Amen. I want you to get this settled in your heart today. I want you to get this settled in your heart today and you watch how the power of God starts unleashing in your life. Next, I want to share about the next verse that we have here is Romans 1, 17. He goes on to say Paul's writing and he says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. Isn't it good to know that we're right in the sight of God because of what Christ has done? Amen. This is accomplished. Look at this. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, 
It is through faith that a righteous person has life. The gospel message totally start to finish is by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to believe and receive that gift. We need to get gripped by the power of the gospel and understand that our total dependence of Christ is all that pulls it together. It is about Christ laying down his life and it is the power of salvation. Now you say, buddy, you know, you talk about that every week, but you know what? The Lord is really gracious about bringing some reminders to us, isn't he? The Lord is really gracious about when we start doing things and, and, and talking to other people. We just can't assume that they know what you know. Now that doesn't mean you know more than them, but you know what? When we know Christ, that's what we want to reveal to them. Okay? So it's about us shining our light, like we just did for the last week when we were doing the outreach, okay? The number one focus of that outreach is this, the gospel message. The number one thing is the gospel message. That's where it starts. But thank the Lord that there's so much more. When I say there's so much more, by no means am I down-tuning what this is. I'm telling you, it's the entryway into what God's got for you, amen? That's what I'm talking about. When we talk about healing, we talk about peace, we talk about restoration, all is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know I love to give you a word anchor, right? I'm going to give you one right here. 1 Corinthians 1.18. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God, as the scripture says. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the, of the intelligent. See, a lot of times people want to try to take their so-called intelligence and, and twist things and debate things and all these different deals. But I want to tell you, as we unpack this today... Just go to the word of God and let the word of God stand for itself, because guess what? It will. I tell people all the time and they're looking for a church. We invite them here and, and I want them to go where God has called them. It's Jesus Christ who builds the church, not us. We want to open our hearts and open our doors and love them where they're at. But the one thing I tell them over and over, I said, make sure wherever you go, that God's leading you there and make sure that they're speaking the word of God. If they start bringing in other books and other things, guess what? God doesn't need any help to get his point across from his word. It's the inspired word. It never changes. It's the truth. What does he say? It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. If you just trust in that word, you speak that word and you receive that word, watch the thing. It starts transforming in your life. Amen. Now I want to move on here a little bit. I want to write, when I wrote this down, the Lord just made it so clear to me. He said, you know what, when I was studying, he says, what grips our heart guides our steps. Have you ever noticed that? Whatever is in your heart will start, you'll start gravitating to that. Now I want to just jump off for just a minute right there and just tell you, that's why we need to watch our words. We talk about what we say and what we speak and things like that. You know, we don't want to be speaking doubt when we're praying and we're looking at a situation. Let's say what God says. We're going to unpack that a little bit more today, too. I'm just giving you a warm up of where we're going with this. OK, let's take a look here. When we grasp the gospel, we begin to grasp the power of the sacrifice. Now, before we jump ahead, you can, I'm going to show you all my notes. See, I start out with them like this. And then God gives me all this other stuff over here, too. So last night, man, I was just saying, wow, this is like a whole new message. Lord, he keeps unpacking and starts showing us stuff. Right. So let's take a look at a few things that he gave me as a, as a as the icing on the cake, so to speak. Are we as a church and are, are we as believers gospel minded? Think about that. Are we gospel minded? Do we regularly share our faith with people? Just a little question sometimes. Sometimes it's good to get a little question so we can find out where we're at in our walk. Amen. 
Do our lives mark the joy of the gospel? Now, I want you to think about that. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm saved and everything. And man, they're about that they could bite nails in half. Well, that's not the same gospel that I know about. Because the one I know about is what the Lord says in his book. It's the good news. And I'm excited about that because guess what? I'm no longer on the path of hell. I am set into the family of righteousness because of the gospel of Christ. Because of my faith and trust in the gospel of Christ. What is it? It's the good news into salvation. Amen. What else did I have here I want to share with you? Is the gospel a priority in your life? Think about that. That's the number one reason we do what we do. That's the number one reason we do what we do. Every week that we've been here, a person has had, or everyone has had, and even people that are listening online, have the opportunity to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. The life-changing power. I want to go back to that. You'll see how many times that we look at scripture and he talks about the power. See, a lot of times we look at the world and then we look at the church and we say, well, gosh, it doesn't seem like we have much power. I believe one reason it appears that way is so many times we don't walk out the gospel. Amen. But you know what? When we're walking out the gospel and living out the gospel and speaking the gospel and sharing the gospel, things will change and lives will be transformed. Amen. So is the gospel a priority in your life? First, is it a priority in your life to you? It's got to be a priority for you first. Before you can share it with somebody else. Right? You can't, you can't give something that you don't have. Do you have the gospel in your heart? Again, the last little piece of the slide here is we go to transition to the next one. When we grasp the gospel, we begin to grasp the power of the sacrifice. Amen. Somebody say amen if you're doing good. Amen. All right, we're rolling along. A couple of things I had in my note before we go to this. I wrote down this last night. Grip by the gospel means it's no longer in sin's grip, but in the grip of God. Freedom accepted, right? A price was paid. We were redeemed from the curse of the law and set into his family because of what he did. Amen? Now, I want you to see how this builds momentum. As the Lord showed me this, I wanted to build momentum in your spirit so that when you get ready to go out, you are fully loaded. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Grip by his sacrifice. Now, I've got a lot of scripture in here. You know why? Because you can never go wrong with scripture. I want you to have the best. So that's why I go to God's source, the Bible. Amen? Take a look at this. Isaiah 53 is what they call a messianic uh, prophecy, which means it was a foretelling of things that, that would happen in Jesus' life way before he was even here. All right? Matter of fact, Isaiah 53, 5, the, 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 as I studied through here, it says that book was written, inspired by the Holy Spirit, Right? 700 to 750 years before the birth of Christ. Now I want you to see this because it's going to build your faith. What, what does he say? He said, but he was pierced. He's talking about Christ. For our transgression, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Are. Present. Are. All right? You hear what I'm saying there? Now this is what I want you to think about. As I was writing this down, and I talked to different folks throughout the week and months, do you still consider the cost of the sacrifice of Christ? Or do we somehow allow time in our minds to depreciate what God did? Do you hear what I'm saying? A lot of times when time goes by, we think things don't matter. Let me tell you, that will always matter. It's always matter and it always will matter because that is the key to life. Amen. That's the key. Do we keep the sacrifice of Christ on the forefront of our minds? See, this is what I love right here. Time didn't negate the promise. It proved the word of God true once again. 
Isn't that something? See, when, when the Lord spoke through his people and they wrote it down, inspired by the, the Holy Spirit there, and time goes by, and you see that as a pure picture right there of what Christ did for us, that ought to build our faith. That ought to build our faith. If he knew something about it in the beginning, guess what? He still knows something about it now. So when we have a problem, we can put that to the backdrop of our God, who's an all-loving, all-knowing God, who gave his life as a ransom, who paid an ultimate sacrifice for us to be gripped by that love, to be gripped by that salvation so that we can live for him. Amen. So this should encourage us. Now, I want to look a little closer at some of these words in here. If you look at this, it says, but we were pierced for our transgressions. What do you mean by transgressions? We violated the violation of a law. It's sin. OK, so guess what it says now? Let's break it out that way. But he was pierced for our sins, not his sins, our sins. He was sinless. You with me? And it goes on to say, and he was crushed for our iniquities. Iniquities mean our gross injustice or wickedness. See, because the way we are, he had to pay a price because we couldn't pay the price. But he loved you and me so much that he paid it in full. Amen. Now, let's take a look at another humbling fact here as we look at the word of God. Matthew 20, verse 28 says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. What I see today in the world is most of the time, and not always, I'm not just saying everything in the world is bad, but I'm saying what is highlighted most of the times and what you often see is this, that we want to be served. Well, Christ came, right, to serve. Why would you be any different if you're a follower of Christ? See, we want it handed to us. We want, we're owed this. That's not what I see in the Bible. That's not what I see. But you know what? Because of his grace and mercy, he gave it. See, so many times, especially as parents, we have to really seek the Lord and balance things out. We want to do things for our kids, but we also want to do things in a life teaching uh, message so that they can apply it to their life. So they, they don't come dependent on you, but they learn and they appreciate that. And so that they can go ahead and, and, and go into the world and be productive, right? Well, look at this. I want you to remember this. This is all done by Christ, but it's given out of his love for each one of us, right? Let's take a look at this here. Jesus was born on earth to die for us so that we could live through his sacrifice. He was the ransom that was paid. It's not about you, but it sure is for you. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not about you, but it sure is for you. And you say, well, what difference does that make? Well, it will make very little difference in your life if you don't receive it. Because you're on a collision course for hell. And if you don't choose the only way out of hell, who is Jesus, then you don't keep on going. Right? So it doesn't change things for you. Just like we said in that scripture, where was it at over here? First, uh, it says the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed in this for destruction. Those are just too busy. Don't have time. Tune it out. I can make it on my own. But for those who are being saved, that's us that have received that. It is the very what? Again, power of God to salvation. See, so many times we want to have the power ourselves. The power we have is this. This is an amazing power. And this is the fact that we have. We have the opportunity, right, of free will. God loves us so much. He didn't create robots. He created us with a free will. We have the opportunity to choose. I pray today that you choose life. I pray that you choose the gospel. I pray that you choose to understand and be gripped by the love and the sacrifice of Christ. Amen. I want to keep on rolling with this a little bit here. Got some more scriptures. 
Hebrews 10, 10, and that will, and that by the will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. What does it say after that? Can you all help me out? Once for all. Does it say we got to add to it? Does it say he's coming back to die on the cross again? Not at all. It is finished. We have been made holy through the sacrifice. See what I'm talking about? Time and sacrifice of what? Of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That's what I want us to understand, that our righteousness is from Christ and Christ only. So many times I spend so much energy and so many hours on the phone over the course of a week or a month going over this one point. Because people think they got to add to it. What could I possibly add to the finished work of the cross? Nothing. Nothing. He said it's finished. It's the perfect sacrifice. It was that that brought us into the right relationship with him. John 15, 13 says this. There is no greater love that than to lay down one's life for one's friend. I want you to think about that. Do we really grasp the greatness of the sacrifice? See, when we start getting the, the, the grasping of this in our hearts, we really start seeing the love. How many like going to the movies? We see some movies from time to time. And man, we get a good tear-jerking movie where somebody has just done something for somebody and given so much of themselves. Maybe it's, you know, sacrificing a job or maybe it's sacrifice of, of a mother or a father or whatever. And we, man, we're just right there, the lips quivering, watching it, boy. Popcorn is flowing and we're looking at that. But you know what? How much more is this? How much is, more is this sacrifice right here? So I want you to take that message right there and let it grip your heart. Amen? Because it was the ultimate price paid for each one of us. Time doesn't deplete the power of Christ's sacrifice. Time does not deplete it. Amen? So are we gripped by his love? Now you see there's a progression. I'm going to tie it all together in just a minute. Ephesians 3.19 says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will. Be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Let me tell you what, we lack nothing in Christ. We lack nothing in Christ. You know what, that'd be a good way to start your day when you got to say, you know what, I lack nothing in Christ. Wouldn't that set the, the chart and path for us to walk in the morning? God's love produces wholeness and power. If you look at that, it's wholeness and power. Again, we see power. The power of God. The love of God. The sacrifice of God. See, when we start looking at this, when we are gripped by his love, he guards our heart and our minds, right? We need to remain in his love. Philippians 4, 7 says this, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I love that. God's love produces peace and boldness. That should be a major attribute in the life of a believer. Joy, peace, Boldness. Where does that peace come from? My peace comes from this, knowing that just like when Tanya prayed, that was amazing. She was praying. She said, you know, there's nothing I can do for God to love me anymore. And there's nothing I can do for God to love me any less. He loves me right where I am. He knows the beginning from the end. And he said, buddy, I'll still pay the price for you. And you can take my name out and insert your name in there. You know what? Tim, Tanya, Bill, Angie, anybody. He loves you that much. But see, what happens is, so many times the enemy starts whispering to us. And we start leaning into that whisper. Instead of the, the, the Holy Spirit speaking to us through the word of God. Or through prayer time. 
And what happens is we start feeling like we don't measure up. Well, let me tell you, let's get gripped by his love. How do we get gripped by his love? Looking at the sacrifice of Christ. Amen. You see the progression? When we start looking at this and it's building, we start seeing how much God loves us and what he's done for us. It produces peace and boldness. Have you ever seen people go through some terrible times and you wonder how in the world can they just hold it all together? It's amazing. It's really amazing. And it doesn't mean that, it, that, that they don't care. It doesn't mean that it's not really happening to them or they're blocking it out. I want to tell you something. I've seen some amazing people following the Lord. And usually what happens when you say, how in the world are you holding this together? They will be quick to answer this. Only by the strength of the Lord. I think about a friend of mine that, that passed away some years ago, a young man, and, and just fell over from a stroke. Couldn't believe it when I got the call. Could not believe it, right? And I knew him all my life, and I, and I know his wife, and, and, and she's still a good friend and helps out with the ministry. And I remember looking at her life during this time. I know she was hurting. I know she was going through some tough times. I know she was scared. But you know what? You know what was being seen in her life? She was being an image of Christ. Do you know she was able to sing at her husband's funeral? Do you know that she was consoling other people at the funeral? And let me tell you, this woman loved her husband. Let me tell you, they had been together ever since I can remember they lived on my street. Even when they, they were high school, before high school sweethearts. And woke up one day, and he was gone just like that. Now why did I tell you about this? Because you know what I got to see? I got to see the boldness. I got to see the peace. Because she allowed the love of Christ to reign and rule in her life. And I know it's tough. And I know there's probably tears that I didn't see. I'm not saying any of those things. But what I'm grateful for is this. I'm grateful for he had a relationship with the Lord. I'm grateful for that our sister in Christ has a relationship with the Lord. Because you know what? God can heal her like no one else. God can produce that peace like nothing and no one else. God can give her that boldness that no one else can. And you know what she would say when people would say that? She'd always point back to God. See, her heart was focused and pointed to the things of God. It wasn't, well, you know, I've been reading the book here and I've been doing this. I'm... No, quick to answer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you're carrying me through this time because I can't even walk. Isn't that amazing? So we give God the glory, even in the midst of these terrible things that, that, that change in an instant. Our lives change in an instant. You look at the world. We look at the, the, the other day we got up and we turned on the TV and we've got this movie massacre. Boom. People were thinking that their kids were going to this movie and that mom and dad were falling asleep and they'd see their kids in the morning and some of them didn't come back home. Things can happen like that. You know, 9-11, most of the people probably just thinking, I bet you that some of them had their, their on-demand already set, everything, you know, everything for the week, what they're going to do, and they didn't come back. We leave here today and we think, oh, I'll be back next week. I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm telling you this to inform you. We never know. But what we can know is this. When we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, when we have grabbed hold and got the grip of the gospel message, when we have understood the sacrifice of Christ, and we go and lean into the love of God, we know that we're secure in Him. Amen? Let's take a look at what else He's got. When we are gripped in His love, we experience His forgiveness. I want to spend a little time on here. So many times we don't get the revelation of this. We, we, we get just a piece at a time. And it's a relationship and relationships grow, right? As we spend time in a relationship, we learn more about that person. We learn more about ourselves. See, that's what happens in my relationship with the Lord. As I learn more about the Lord, I also learn more about myself. Because God is 
wooing me and molding me into the image of his dear son. Amen. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to see. Because of his great love, he offers forgiveness to us. We just need to receive it. Let's take a look. Everybody doing good? All right. You know, I don't think I can say it any better than this right here. So I want to read you this passage. Psalm 103 verses 8 through 12 says it this way. It says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Remember, we talked about that. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him, reverence him, respect him, understand him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We've been pardoned. We are relieved from the blame and we are released and set free into the kingdom. Now that's something to be excited about. What do we say the gospel means? Good news. That's good news. The love of God is some good news. Amen. Well, let's just keep on looking here. As I wrote, wrote these things down and I came back and restudied it some more, I looked at that psalm a little bit closer. I want to encourage you guys to write this down in your Bible, uh, circle it, or go back and read this whole psalm. And I went back to Psalm 103 and I started going back through it again. And I saw in verse 2 and 4, it says this. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sin and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from the death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He shows us grace. Amen. See, sometimes we just need to have, see all these little notes that we give you guys and you take notes. I encourage you to put them somewhere. Put them on your refrigerator. Review them. Keep them in your Bibles because you know what? There's sometimes there's a day that God's going to nudge your heart and say, I told you about that. I told you about that message. And you can go back and you can go and reference these scriptures and God will take them. And lift you up right where you are. Because sometimes we know that the world speaks kind of loud. Sometimes our body gets kind of tired, doesn't it? Sometimes some of the things, people don't respond like we want them to. And guess what? We don't respond like they want us to. But God will re always respond like he's supposed to. Because he's God. Amen. Think about that. Now I want to go into this right here. And I've been working this whole thing so I could get to this. Alright? I've been working this whole thing so I could get to this. I want to talk about being gripped by the grace of God. Scripture I have for you here is John 1.16. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Think about this. We've been blessed because we're no longer enemies of God, but we are now children of God. We were at odds with God. Our sin separated us from an awesome and amazing loving and holy God. But because of his what? Gospel, his sacrifice, his love, and his forgiveness, and his grace. We are now children when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. Because you know what? We are partakers of his blessing. So many times we're not partakers of it because we don't know the promises of God. That's why we try to get you guys to come out maybe on Tuesday night. Encourage you to read your Bible each day. Know the word of God. Speak the word of God. And lean into the promises of the word of God. Amen. We are in right relationship because of what Christ has done for us. Because we have been redeemed. That means we've been purchased out of sin and set into what? His family. Amen. And I want you to know this. That we are secure in Christ. All right, are y'all ready for this? I guess both of y'all, right? Are y'all ready for this? Yes. All right. 
You know, it's one of these things, sometimes when God shows you something, it's real cool for you. And you hope it's real cool for everybody else, but it was real cool for me, so I hope it's, it's the same for you guys. Now, usually everybody knows on Wednesday, I try to get as much as I can done on this and, and see what's going on. And then I have the rest of the week to put, put the meat on the bones. I'm praying and talking and looking and discussing with the ministry team and we're talking different things. And so about 10.15 on Wednesday, I wrote up this little handout here that you have with you. And I send it to my partner, Miss Tanya, because she makes it look pretty. If y'all saw what I sent her, you guys say, I would never understand what you're trying to teach us. But so thank the Lord that she beautified. I said, please, can you beautify this? Thanks. And so I had that and I send that at about 1015. And as I was working back through this, the Lord said, just touched my heart, said, I want you to change the order of these things. I said, okay. I sent her another note. We need to change the order of these because I had preached them in a different way. And the Lord said, no. He just laid it on my heart. I want to change the order of this because I want to show you something. All right. Now, at 1215, when I'm laying in bed, I'm praying and I'm sitting there thinking, man, I like this message. Lord. I never get tired of thinking and talking and sharing about your goodness. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit what God showed me. Y'all ready? I said, Lord, I sure would like in a, a little bit of an illustration this week so I can show everybody something what you're showing me. And I'm laying there. And the Lord says, lift up your hand. So I'm laying on my back. He says, lift up your hand. And I lift up my hand. I said, okay. He said, how many points did I give you in the sermon? I don't know. I got to count. So I start counting. Guess what? There's five. I go, I got it. There's five. Grasp, hand. I need to get a hand on it. I'm getting it. I'm slow, man, but God's patient. Right? I'm still laying there and Denise is going, uh, uh. I was like, hey, listen to this. And she goes, that's good, baby. Because she's asleep. Everybody's asleep. But God's speaking to my heart. He says, I want to show you something. He says, there's five things I want you to, to share with them, okay? I said, okay. There's the five things that I gave you. I said, okay. He said, now I'm going to give them to you in order. Are you ready? He said, all right, do this. Where's my, where's my thing? Now, you guys got to work with me here because I usually do stick men. And this is what he was showing me. I, tra- I, I was in my bedroom and I was tracing my fingers like this. Man, I got some fat fingers. We're going to Arby's, right? <laughs> I was looking at that commercial. Oh my goodness. Man. So I'm looking at this. And guess what? He says this. I, I want to make sure because I wrote it down, right? He said, I want you to walk back through this, what I'm showing you, right? So the first thing I want you to tell him about is what? The gospel. So what I do, I grab him. I'm in bed laying like this. I said, okay, the gospel. He said, no. <laughs> I missed it again. He said, no. You're pointing finger. I said, okay, let's write that down. The gospel. He said, I want you to point others to the gospel. I said, okay, Lord, I got it. I'm laying on my back and he says, I want them to remember my sacrifice. Okay. He says, if they see my sacrifice, they'll see my love for them. I said, okay, Lord, let me write that down. For all y'all online, y'all should have came. You could have seen my stick, man. And then he says, if they see how much I love them, they'll understand how much I forgave them. He said, that's forgiveness I have for them. What do we got left? Grace. He said, make a fist. I make a fist. 
And I immediately went back to when we were in karate as little guys. First thing we would show them is take your fingers, bend them down, and cap it with grace. He says, you're capped with my grace. Everything I did is capped with my grace. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. That's what God's showing us. That's what God's doing. But you know what? As cool as that was, it got better. It really did. Because I talked about that, and I said, man, woke Denise up. She goes, that's really good. Okay. You know? And to me, sometimes it's the simple things. Right? But God makes them so profound. He doesn't make it hard. He did the hard part on the cross. Guess what? He says, you remember a few weeks ago when we were in class? And I'm just, all this is going on in my heart and my head. This, I'm just feeling this and hearing this and all these things. Right? About the shepherd. And the next morning he said, grab that stick. I want to show you something. I said, okay. And I grabbed that stick. He said, look at your hand. And I looked at that. And when I grab hold of something, what do I do? My thumb caps it. And he says, you know what? I call you to be my shepherd. Right? I'm the good news shepherd. Not me, Jesus Christ. But as a pastor, he calls us the shepherd. And what he was showing me is this. He said, you remember when we were watching the other day? And he going back, man, this is unfolding in my head. And we talked about different things in our Tuesday night Bible study. And, and the staff that, uh, that they have when they're, they're dealing with their flock, right? The shepherd. He says, when you grab hold of that, when you look at that, and you're shepherding, you do that to protect. That's for protection. You protect my sheep. You guide my sheep. And you cap it all in grace. You cap it all in grace. So when you're sharing about the good news, don't forget the grace. When you're sharing about the sacrifice, remember, it's because of my grace I love them so much. They don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. It's because of grace. And as you look at that, it's because of the love that I have for each one. You let them know about the forgiveness. And then I was thinking about that even longer. And I'm laying in bed and I'm just moving my hand back and forth. And I'm grabbing my finger and I'm thinking about grace. And I'm thinking about what the Lord is showing me. I'm writing notes down in the dark and I'm trying to remember things. And I'm just overwhelmed by the presence of God teaching me something so simple but so God. He says, every time you put your hand to work for me, I want you to remember those five things. I want to tell that to you guys today. Every time you're working for the Lord and you put your hand to a platform or you give somebody some water or you open a door or something about that, wrap it in grace because that's what it's doing for you. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and I'm going to pray for you before we go. I pray the Lord today that the message is what you want, Lord. I pray today that we understand that we need to be gripped by the gospel because we're no longer in sin, but we are dipped in the grace of God so that we can receive the goodness of God. Amen. I pray that we're, as we're here, we, we consider the cost of what it cost you, Lord, so that we can have that relationship, that we are gripped by your sacrifice. And Lord, when we think about that and we see the love that you have for us, that you gave your life as a ransom for us, that we receive that and Lord, I know that we all need forgiveness. And that's what your sacrifice did. It brought forward forgiveness. And if there's one here today that's never received the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that today is the day when you call upon the name and say, Lord, you know what? Today, Lord, I'm gripped by the gospel. 
I heard it. I heard it with my head. I heard it with my heart. And I received you today. If you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day. And you call on his name and ask him, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I know that you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Forgive me, Lord. Save me. And if you're here today and you say, you know what? That forgiveness thing is uh, really calling to me, buddy. It's just really pulling on me. I want you to remember this part of the psalm I gave you earlier, 103, 2 and 4. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. We have been forgiven. Will you receive that? I pray that today, right where you are, no matter what's going on, what you've done, what you've been subjected to, that you receive the forgiveness of Christ. And I'm going to take it one step further. Ask God to help you forgive others. Amen. And cap it in the grace of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.